Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hello, everyone. Everything's back to normal. Sort of. Which means we have our producer back. Yay! We're not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, <laughs> at least the video is like, you know, the right orientation. Yes. <laughs> if the sound had been turned on, it would have been perfect. That's true. Um, anyway, it's not just blowing smoke, people. And I am Pastor Padrone. I'm here with my fellow co-hosts, Paul and Pat and Dave down on the end. And this lovely thing in the middle is Kelly Shemitz. Good friend of ours, and she was a she used to be a cigar rep for Ashton Cigars several years ago, and today we are going to be talking about the afterlife. The afterlife. What happens after being a cigar <laughs> rep? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it something to look forward to? I don't know, but we're going to find out. While we have that conversation, we are going to be smoking this first. The Tabernacle Havana Seed, Connecticut, number 142, David Perfecto. Everyone knows, Kelly, Kelly, you need to know that on the past number of shows, every cigar that we have uh, reviewed for the, it seems to have names that go on forever. They're either all not, you know, this you can't say it so we've just shortened it this is the david perfecto and the uh t this is the uh 142 we're just gonna call it the 142 the 142 142 david 142 david okay so far so excellent so the wrapper on this is a special um uh wrapper that uh nick Melillo has for himself that he grows in connecticut and it is go figure the havana seed connecticut number 142 hence the name it's a uh, San Andreas binder, Nicaraguan and Honduran fillers. It's a little perfecto, five and uh, 54 at the fattest part of this little bad boy. And what are we pairing with this tonight? Tonight we are pairing the 724, 1792 foolproof Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Another very long name. Yes, I don't know what it is about Kurt and these long names that he has but maybe it's not kurt's fault altogether but in any no. event uh this is a uh and like it says it's foolproof it's clocking it at 125 proof or 62.5 percent alcohol Ooh. we are going to be getting some robust flavor out of this mm-hmm. we uh, put ice cubes in and we had to put ice cubes in this absolutely because this would absolutely on its own would overpower both the cigar and the pipe tobacco that would be having a little bit later in our in my opinion yep. i'm sure everyone would agree to that yep. so we had to put at least one ice cube in this <laughs> and uh it's 
so far, I think it's holding up pretty well. Um, but uh, yeah, it's doing this, a is, good this, job. this is a, no question, this is a, <laughs> a robust, foolproof bourbon. Yeah. Pat, what do you think of the uh, pairing we're having so far? It's good. I'm um, the cigar. It's good. <laughs> it's good. I like when you do it. Proper, when you do a proper analysis, you do a predictory statement. So it's good. So people know that I'm coming from that angle. Okay. Any boy. But when they... So I mean, the cigar is full bodied right now, which I think usually when I've had this in the past, this is my third time. Yeah, you it was a little it bit mild to medium. Well, it was a little bit tight, so I think the smoke output was giving me like the misconception that it was kind of like around like the medium, but this is like so far perfect construction, so I'm getting a lot more smoke output, and it, it's definitely towards the medium plus the fuller side, mm-hmm. and it gives like this nice crust of earth, a nice black pepper note. It has a little bit of leather, and then the drink is kind of giving me this pine cone type flavor like this the woody note that's on the palate kind of develops into more of like a a mapley type sweetness wood so i pine cone is probably what comes to my a mind mapley kind of sweetness wood like pine cones yep Welcome i think that's Nick. very accurate by the way <laughs> you do not <laughs> dave what are you picking up i think that's spot on um like a, a lot of tobacco notes. It's really municipal. Mm, very municipal. So, huh. Dave, what are you saying? Sweet nuts, Dave. Are you getting sweet nuts from it? No, no, no sweet nuts. I'm getting, I'm getting some Are's cedar with some, a lot of earth and some leather. Um, the the cedar's definitely got like um, a sweet vibe going with it. And there's like this nice peppercorn. On the mouthfeel. Paul. Do, do we believe that? I'm just going to move on to Paul. Okay. Well, <laughs> first of all, I want to say that... Hey, my what, palate's been cleansed. That in both the Havana Seed and in the original Connecticut Broadleaf Perfectos, the David and the Goliath, in my opinion, they are the best tabernacles out there. They, 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 they For some reason, they, it, the tobacco just really shines through... Um, this is my first time having the David, by the way. I'm used to I'm used to smoking the Goliath, which I think is phenomenal. This is right that up there. That was me. Sorry this is about r- that. <laughs> this is right up there with it. This is a nice cedar, earthy, uh, almost a white pepper, uh, a little bit of stronger spice in the palate. The retrohale is just phenomenal. Really, really rich spice. Well balanced. Well constructed. Uh, the flavors just really, really come through in this size and this vitola. Um, I think it's outstanding. Yeah, this is my favorite blend that Nick Malillo has done, and I, I would agree. I think the the uh, perfectos bring out the best. <laughs> bring out the perfecto. Bring out. The although best. I do think the Corona in the uh, 142 series is a phenomenal cigar. Yep. Yeah, that like is. a close second. Different animal. Now, Miss uh, Kelly, what, what do you what do you think of the cigar? There, are you picking up anything from it? I think it's outstanding. Are you getting peanut butter notes or something? I I love the pine cones. I love the peanut butter. Um, <laughs> anything that I know. No, I, uh, I'm a huge fan of Nick Melillo's blends. Like the foundation is just outstanding in general. Um, this is my second time smoking this. And 
Oh, you mean yeah, it it's good. it's it's <laughs> creme de la creme. I had to say something, and Kelly, oh. Kelly, I've known Kelly since I first started here because she Four was years. she was probably what in your first year as an Ashton rep at that point. Yep. Um, but having said that, I don't think you've purchased anything for me that wasn't foundation. <laughs> I've been trying to mix it up. Foundation, foundation, foundation. Girl. I love foundation. I no, love I, foundation. I love it. It's not a bad brand. No, like. no. I, I'm, I'm just, it's just an observation, Dave. I think that... There I are mean, worse things that I could be yes, obsessed no, with. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no question. I think foundation is phenomenal, but it's just, I just thought it was funny. Every time Kelly would come up and says, I want to buy mm-hmm. this, and it was... You know, oh, the yeah. Wednesday, or it was a wise man, or yep. it was the every, you know, Charter Oaks. Yep. yep. If you go onto our Instagram page and look at all the selfies, they're they're all Charter Oaks. Yeah. Every morning, I I would have to say pretty much every morning I start my day. Oh, I don't know what you just did. With but a good foundation. I can hear everybody now. Yeah. I don't know what happened. We, we probably kicked the cord. Y'all don't sound like it could have oh, been the cord. I think it was the yeah. cord. You don't sound like, you know, wah, peanuts wah, parents wah, wah, anymore. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> or teachers. Uh, this is wonderful. I'm going to put my other ear on because I can hear everyone now. Um, every morning, I would say, I start with the Charter Oak, Connecticut, you know, shade foundation. It's just mm-hmm. there. That Connecticut broadleaf is just, what? Like, the broadleaf's good. Don't get me wrong. It's just, that is the best. So like, like the Rothschild, though? Oh, my God. That is just, that, that That's size. That's what I smoke. Oh. I used to smoke the, um, I don't know if it's a Petit Corona mm. or what the actual name of the size is. I used to smoke that one, and then I discovered the, the Rothschild. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is just too freaking We good. can't even keep those in stock. They're so hard. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. come up a lot lately, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. are you ever going to have a box for me? <laughs> That's the reason now. <laughs> that is why. It's my fault. So First sorry, it was Paul. the Lancero uh, <laughs> we Wednesday that, that all of a sudden went oh, those petite, missing. <laughs> so those petite <laughs> Lanceros I bought out until you were yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We were just starting the podcast when Kelly, you know, was just on her way out. So I had thought that we'd had her on the podcast. Nope, nope never did. Told this me, is an emerging no. episode. So, and, and this Hence is why this, I'm here. This is, this is your, to continue Dave's lewd sense of humor, mm-hmm. your virgin podcast. Yeah. Yeah. This is my first, first time podcast. on this podcast. Any podcast. I did one other podcast. <gasps> I don't know if I'm allowed to mention them or like what your vibe is there, but there's one other podcast that's in New England. Yeah, it depends. It's the cigar. Oh, the hatch. That's fine. All right, cool. Yeah, we've done we've done we've, shows together. Good. Yeah. Shout out to the hacks. Love yeah. y'all. Yeah. Uh, so I did the hacks, um, but I haven't done any other podcasts. Nope, mm-hmm. because I think well, that I think you did two podcasts. Real podcast. <laughs> well, that's just, video anyway. That's just yes. the, a bunch of hacks sitting around with microphones. It's literally in the name. It's literally in the name. So, so you know, we've known you for years. You're all of a sudden, you know, coming back into the area and everything. We wanted to have you on the show, but mm. but nobody. Yeah, I else, come in like a tornado. For the baby. people, yeah, <laughs> for the people, perfect storm. Who are listening or watching who don't know you or your story? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where Where are you from? So I am from. Don't say your mother. Connecticut. Connecticut. Um, Connecticut. Uh, so I, uh, I'll get, I'll, I'll base this all, you know, cigar wise. But um, I'm from Connecticut. I started working at Big Buddha Cigar Lounge in Newtown, Connecticut. Big Buddha. 
Big Buddha um, years ago. And it was a part-time job in college. I was going there and smoking when I was, I guess, 19. Jesus. It's been 10 years now. So it was, I was going there and smoking when I was 19. What got you into cigars? Um, I lived with some family friends in college who liked cigars. And there was one day that they were uh, they're out on their patio, husband and wife. They're an amazing couple. And they're smoking cigars. And I said... I'm going to smoke one of those. And they said, you'll get sick if you smoke one of those. And I am not the kind of person who can let go of a challenge. So, <laughs> really? so I was like, well, I have to smoke it now and never let you know how I actually feel about it. But sure enough, it was an Ashton VSG. Mm -hmm. It was my first cigar I ever smoked. And uh, not only did I not get sick, but I loved it. Mm -hmm. So they were members of the cigar shop. Um, the Buddha, the Big Buddha the Cigar Big Lounge, Big Booty Buddha, Big Booty Buddha. What's so, it like working for a place with the name Big Buddha? So the reason, let me tell you, real, just brief. I mean, real I, brief. I, I, that just seems that just seems like there's something wrong with that. <laughs> so I don't know where it. Back, hun. I'm going to Big Buddha. I. Uh, it's so funny. Smoke a cigar in his belly. I respect the fact that. Uh, Brian Roth is the owner. He had a different kind of name than any other place. It wasn't just another like smoke, smoke cigar, cigar shop. Truck, like yeah. exactly. Well, did they do like hookah too and like all that, or is just nope? Okay, so <laughs> that's why that's funny. It's even funnier now. I know. Yeah. So I don't know how it started, but somewhere along the way, uh, he he mentioned something about Buddhas and his. Uh, I think it was his grandmother started giving him all these little like figurines of Buddhas and everything. <laughs> he ended up having like 200 little Buddha figurines. <laughs> That's freaking and cool. So it, I don't, again, I don't know like exactly where it started, but mm -hmm. he, uh, when he opened a cigar shop, he was like, well, that's going to be the name of my shop because I have so many of these things that I have to put around. So they were everywhere. So they were all over the shop. All yes. over the shop. All over there. Um, booty booty is all over the shop. Yep, exactly. That's sick. So I um I started uh smoking there when I was I think nineteen and um I smoked there for about six months and then <laughs> the manager then I came and said, It's time to go home. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long six months. <laughs> um so then the manager said uh, we all love you, but your mom is looking for you. <laughs> yeah, like, you need to stop sleeping on the couch. Go home. <laughs> you had your own butt print in the couch. Yeah, yeah okay. honestly, that's not, that's not too far off. <laughs> so he's like, uh, you know, Brian, the owner, he's looking to hire a new girl. So I went the next day to Brian. Because who likes old girls, you know? It was, it, right? <laughs> well, so, she, didn't, she said new. Not young. I said new. Let's not discriminate, so, I'm not discriminating. I'm not discriminating. Yeah. I'm pointing out. <laughs> Carry on. So anyway, <laughs> within the next couple of days, I walk in and I'm like, hey, Brian, I'm Kelly Shemeth. I smoke here a lot. Uh, I heard you're looking to hire a girl and I'm a girl. And he was <laughs> like, and you're he, hired. And, well, so he. Is that literally what you said? Verbatim. I remember it like it happened yesterday. And he said, Okay, do you have a resume? Which I thought was so silly because it's like it's in the cigar shop, dude. Like and I I've said, been here for six months. You and, know my resume. <laughs> and I said, No, I was hoping to walk in here 
and ask you for a job and you'd give it to me like an egotistical you know not that I was like that but I was just like why are you even asking me for a resume so I said I was hoping to walk in here and ask for a job and you'd give it to me and he was like okay <laughs> so five years later I was their event coordinator um assistant manager like just kind of ran the shop basically um not to take credit away from the person that I worked for but uh yeah, it was no, it was no. it was outstanding, and I I just jumped into it. I needed a job during college, and mm -hmm. I just I I, I yeah. Was it part time? I asked for what? <laughs> was it part time through college? Was it full time? Was it full time in the summers and part time in, when you were in school? How, how did that so work? So it was yeah. it was always it was always part time, um, per se. Per se. I gave everything I had, every moment I had to be there. Like, I was there, you know? Yeah. I fell in love with the moment I started smoking cigars. Like what? I said, I started with a VSG. Mm -hmm. Second cigar was an Oliva V Torpedo. Oh, like, I just yeah. dove headfirst mm -hmm. into the industry. Right into and the flavor. I haven't been able to swim my way out. Headfirst into full body, too. Yeah. yeah. It's my I think it's, um, it's funny because, honestly, like, I'm the only person that, I know, obviously, that does, like, you know, a B&M cigar shop as a yeah. part-time gig when I'm in school. And, like, I honestly don't think there's any better job to do when you're in school. Nope. Not if you like smoking. Because you don't have to, especially in retail, it's a different environment. It's not as stressful. You kind of build. It's not stressful. Yeah, you build, like, a relationship with the clientele. And it's, yep. you know, it's it's a nice way of getting out of that stressful environment of school and then kind of going into an environment that you're passionate about being able to talk to people about your passion and just sharing that experience yeah. let alone mm -hmm. the, the networking alone yeah. you know the people that you meet the all walks of life you know just uh joe carpenter to um mr millionaire mclaren you know and it's it's crazy and we all you know it's awesome to all sit at the table yeah, like when I'm doing homework, I you know I think to myself, I X amount of cases left that I can go in tomorrow and twins and have a shift. You know, it's something I look forward to. It's not just you know clocking yep. in and working. It's something yep. you kind of you know look forward to every week. So yeah. it's a lifestyle. It's beautiful. It was. It's I a mean, lifestyle. It is. <laughs> I couldn't shake it, man. Like I jumped in same as you, and it's like it's you're doing. I went to school for music education, which is essentially a double major in you know music performance and education now where did you oh, go did you play an instrument what did you play i sang you sang you her instrument my is voice is played <laughs> do you still sing today i do you do did I you do. sing something for us nope yeah. no? <laughs> uh maybe the next podcast <laughs> if you have another if i'm invited back you'll have to be back <laughs> on in two weeks you can sing me happy birthday all, all right, right. <gasps> I would love that. Why'd so, you sing now? So funny. Yeah, I should, right? Sing, um, sing happy birthday now. Yeah. Just so, finish your glass. Uh, anyways, <laughs> let's, let's talk after this. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the things that we had to do, we had this freaking test called the barrier, which is a terrible name, but um, it's like, get through us. But one of the things we had to do is play, uh, play the piano. We had to know happy birthday, and I had to go up there and play it in whatever key I chose, and then the the panel of judges would say okay here you have to play happy birthday in the key that we choose so i had to know happy birthday in 12 keys so oh my god so i know it so i got you All in right. two weeks don't Sweet. you worry i got you you're on the, you're on for that we're holding you to it yeah yeah cool
Don't get bored of me, folks. <laughs> There's little chance of that. Um, now, you did that. You went to college, you know, for, for music education. And and you worked in the cigar shop. Yep. Did you ever go into music education at all? So, um, in the terms of did I ever have a job teaching, no. Um the last thing that I had to do in college was student teaching, which I think was six months. Mm -hmm. So I did three months. And I know my girl Lindsay's watching right now and she's going to be like, it was only three months, but you know, whatever. I, it was either three or six months, but I did basically half a year. I did uh, three months in an elementary school in my hometown. Mm -hmm. And then I did three months in a middle school, which is so funny because I did not expect to like middle school. I always said, if I'm going to end up teaching music, um, I want to do elementary or high school mm -hmm. because middle school is such a trouble year. Yeah. Like your trouble three yep. years, really. Yep. Um, yep. I mean, I was homeschooled for middle school. Like <laughs> it was very much not into the middle school and it was my favorite. I went in there and I don't know if you guys know what boom whackers are. They're basically pipes of different sizes that are made of plastic mm -hmm. and you hit boom, them together boom. and make a pitch and, um, so I went in there and I on my first day I told these kids I was like okay you're We're gonna, gonna write I was like you're gonna write your own song and they laughed and it was my challenge and the fact that like after three months they were like oh we could do this now you know mm. and it was it was very cool that just to see the growth there that's badass it was it was really really cool that's awesome it's funny how you said that you were trying to either do the grammar school or high school. Mm -hmm. Because I was a camp counselor uh, many years camp ago. Camp counselor, Paul. Yep. And and the in a previous uh, century, the camp counselors <laughs> always wanted to either, either work in the junior division or the senior division. Yep. They didn't want to do the middle, uh, inter sorry, the intermediate division, the ten through twelve year olds, because they just like you said, mm -hmm. yep. they're trouble. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and it was right. They were right. They were, that's where the most mischief comes from is that age oh, bracket. Oh, gosh. Yep. Yep. It's a hard age, yep. man. I mean, that is, yeah, it's such, I mean, Dan, you get it. I do. <laughs> you got oh, he totally has it. You got Anybody, you know, the, the people who say, oh, middle school was awesome. Mm -mm. No, no. If, say, if they say that, they're one of them that made it miserable <laughs> for you. That is totally, totally how it works. I swear the only people that were happy during middle school are the ones that had the parents where they were just like full on schedule and they had like no time to themselves because if you had like any time, it was just horrible. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was a, it's a it's a rough three years for kids, mm -hmm. and I mean I'm very fortunate for what I had. Yeah, I, I hated so, middle school. I just can't believe that that was what I liked more than anything. Now, Elementary, I was like, ah, oh, y'all too young. I've like, always <laughs> I've always had the the mindset that you know you, you got to do high school, mm -hmm. you know because you, you, it's required <laughs> by law or whatever. But yep, college, you should really just kind of go and. Do what you do what you love or what you want to learn about yep you know if you're going you know when it, college isn't really so much about uh career because 80 percent no of, it's about exploration because 80 percent of people in my opinion are mm -hmm. not working in their college major five years after they've started right. so it's not really about that yep. so why go into it thinking that if you're going to graduate school like our little Carnegie chum here is doing, 
then yeah, you, you it's that's, a doctorate. That's about that's about <laughs> you get it, buddy. <laughs> that's about your career. So, like, if Pat goes through law school and ends up with a doctorate and then decides to open an ice cream shop, I mean, he's got that's a gavel, complete he's total, ready to go. Oh, that's a complete stand. total failure. <laughs> but, you know, for, <laughs> for, for you, you can, you can make a million dollars at an ice cream now stand. That's you're still going to be a failure, Pat, okay? That said, Just saying. Are you done, Dave? All right. The soundboard, Dave, soundboard Dave can shut itself off now for the rest of the night. Okay. Yeah, just like now, I went to school for music education. Yes. And, and I fell and in you, love with selling cigars. And you, and like you fell in love with selling cigars. So So you're hey. a failure. <laughs> this is basically what I got out of this. <laughs> I work for FedEx now. <laughs> so so how did you, how, it could be what DHL. Did, yeah. What did your yeah. What did your parents what did your parents think when you never materialized that kind of career was that something they thought you were going to go into or were encouraging you to go into and then you did you were supposed to be the next mariah carey what happened that is a fabulous question um my parents as long as i was doing something my parents encouraged me <laughs> and my paying for your own cell phone because um, we're not paying for it anymore. My my parents were always just happy if I was happy. I had the be- I have the best family. Like they're just your parents are still alive. Yeah, yep. Mom and dad still together. Still hold hands and dance on Friday nights. That's to freaking awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. The yep. I wish I like they just that. they just we used to. They were that's how it was <laughs> though. Sorry. We were, we, were, we were really lucky with our parents. They Not to bring other. this down. <laughs> Thanks for opening that source subject. Anyways, you you asked. I <laughs> yes. Um, so I uh, my parents are always just happy if I was doing something that made me happy, and um, my dad was like, "You have basically he's been under the mentality of uh, college. You go there, you get the piece of paper that said you had ambition after high school. Yeah, that's really what it is. Well, you get a BA and you can work almost anywhere. I have a BS. Whoa. <laughs> I have a BA and a BS and a It is BS, isn't it? And it's BS that we need this. The, where's, so, the where's the DR, Dan? How's that going? Uh that Doctor Padron. Yeah. The Doctor Padron thing is no, it's gotta happen. We gotta get that done, man. We, we, do. we do. I'm like eighty percent done. It's, oh. it's gotta get done. But it yep. got sidetracked so because gonna, for for Crazy those, estrogen palace, yeah. <laughs> it, it rules, rules the life. I feel for you. Ugh. I'm so happy you're are here. You gonna, are you going to let... I'm, I'm functioning. <laughs> <laughs> save, save your breath, Dave. You can't... Yeah, you can't take a breather, man. <gasps> um, um, so anyway, so I, uh, I... With the music education degree, it was yeah. like more... So I always took the degree that I had I, my dad, since I was a kid, has said, like, you could sell ice to an Eskimo. And I didn't get it until I got older. And then I'm like, oh, totally understand now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like teaching now, I don't discredit anything. Like, Lindsay is, she's a music teacher. I can't do what she does. Like, she's just incredible. And she shows up every day with a smile. But I feel like there's something about... uh 
about teaching, that's very much like sales because you're literally trying to sell what you're doing right. to your students. So, anyways, that's me. Well, there is there's a lot of crossover between. <laughs> there's a lot of crossover. Selling, a lot of crossover. So, do well, you feel yeah, do you feel that either. that background helped you in in as you as you got into selling? One million percent. Yes. One million. I have one million percent. <laughs> I have uh, I have used that in interviews, saying that I have this teaching degree and this is what I'm doing and. Um, you know, the fact is when you have students, everybody learns differently. Like I am, I'm visual, maybe slash kinesthetic. Like I just need to do and I need to see if someone tells me something, it's not enough for me to actually learn it, you know? Right. Yeah. So I'm, you get I'm the same way you got to hands on. Yeah. So mm. you get in front of a classroom and there's 20 students there and everybody learns differently and you need to essentially sell them on what you're saying Mm -hmm. and make them understand in yep. all these different ways. So I go into an account and I'm like, I'm a very, I'm being chill right now, but I'm a very high energy person. So no, I don't know. <laughs> really? Sorry, everyone. You're boring me. Come on. Sorry, everyone. I know. <laughs> Anyways. So, um, <laughs> so I, uh, I'll go into, I'll go into a customer and I'm like, Oh, this is a low talker. And so I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And then they're like, I'm good. How are you? And I'm like, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I just have to adjust, you know? I think that it's absolute. I think everything sales. I think everything is adjusting to the person is, that you're talking is, to. Yep. There's a lot of truth to that. Yep. Now, how did you get the job as a rep for Ashton? You're working so, at the Buddha. Mm -hmm. you, you sit and smoke for six months. <laughs> Go ask for a job. You you basically say you will hire me they hire you <laughs> and now what what possessed you to want to go from the big buddha to to, to being Rapid a cigar life. rep yeah. for anybody let alone ashton so um i i love just get bored i no it's not that i got bored didn't like the people anymore i loved the people the, B the buddhas were starting to get a little loved tired, so all the, the little buddhas everywhere it was so wonderful i love the industry i really love this industry it's a beautiful thing isn't do it? you love the industry so in my opinion not to get all weird and sentimental but like i think that this industry is here we go i, I know i'll make it as quick as i can okay <laughs> Y'all have heard this, but anyways. Time's um, up. So, yeah, you cut me off. So, um, the cigar industry is so unique to any other industry. And, you know, you can have a guy, if you're a bartender, if a guy come in and they order a Heineken and they chug their beer and they get out and you'll be like, hey, Dan, how's your day? Mm. Like, whatever. And then they get out there, right? Yep. When you're in the cigar industry, you have someone come in they're going to smoke a cigar. It's going to take an hour, two hours, whatever it is. And you bond with these people. And you build relationships. And it's such a relationship industry. Yep. And I mean, you all know that. Absolutely. Like, you all are in it. So, like, when people come in, they're able to, like, they know you. And, it, like, it, it's so funny because they're your customers. But at the same time, they come in and they're like, no, we love you guys. Like, this is, like... Yeah, we come in and it's like, hey, you know, 
Paul, how's your, how's your wife? How's your like life? How's everything like that? And you just, you build these relationships with people. I, um, I've been out of the industry now for two years. I stepped back in, uh, going to places and seeing people again, coming up with you guys in August. Mm -hmm. And it feels like I never left. Like it's just, it's just such a welcoming, warming kind of industry. And it's so hard to describe. It's just like, it's not the come in, chug a beer and leave kind of thing. It's yep. come in, have, I mean, at least I, it's an I, experience. It's an experience. Yep. And I know that like your situation is different. You have the lounge and the bar upstairs and everything, but still you got people that come in every day Yep. and it's just, it's different. It's just different. And so I worked, I worked a lot of retail too. And, um, in a lot of different retail places and the experience that I've had with the tobacco business is absolutely unparalleled as far as relationship building with my customers. Yep. And it is my favorite part of the job is to everybody that comes in to tell, talk to them by their first name. Yep. You know, that's just never happened in any other business I was in. And well, it's just special. It's, it's like awesome. through Dave being sick too. I, I had countless people come in asking if Dave's doing well. And yep. then even to this week when mm -hmm. he's back asking how he is. So it's, I don't think in many industries, especially in retail, you get someone that notices an employee's not there and actually has like a yeah. genuine concern. It's a family, man. Yeah, exactly. It I didn't close, even know that many people liked family. me. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. I, was like, I was like, holy crap. Yep. Everybody no. reached out and wanted to know how I was doing and, well, it's one of the, it's one of the few industries where you're actually selling happiness. Yep. Yes. Oh, you know, you are. I mean, yeah. how many people I do you know that, that actually are smiling when they come in here because they know they're going to come in and get a cigar that's going to make them happy. They're going to they're going to be relaxed. They're going to be they're going to unwind no matter where they are, whether they go to the bar, whether they go outside of the deck, whether they go to their home, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and how many people do you actually hear when they come in there and they say, "How's your how's your day going?" He goes, "It's good now." Because yep. they know they're yep. in a place where they're going to find mm -hmm. happiness. Yep. Yep. So it's totally it, true. It's one of the few industries where I think we do that for them, and it's uh, it is a unique, it's unique industry. So unique. Yep. So how did you end up going from working at a cigar shop, where you get all that interaction with the customers and all that stuff, to to traveling as a rep? So, um, I met Andy Green who is, I think, now the VP of sales for yes, Ashton, he right? Mm -hmm. um, he was the national sales manager when I was in, uh, when I was working for Buddha and everything. Mm. Um, but I, I always wanted to get into, the, I work for a, uh, I work for Battleground Cigars as my first rep company. Mm -hmm. And it was very, um, they're great. It was very much a localized kind of situation where I only worked in Connecticut and I didn't, <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. Like, How did how you did, land that? Um, kind of the same way I landed Buddha. I just didn't <laughs> Went in there hired me. <laughs> I was like, hey, you've known me for years. You should hire me. <laughs> okay. God, I feel like I've done that a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a job. Okay. I'm like, hey. <laughs> I'm great. I could do this thing for you. Let's make it happen. So, um, my, uh, my old manager at Buddha at this time, I think I was, I went and worked for a different cigar shop briefly, uh, in Shelton and Shelton, Connecticut. Um, 
And he told me, uh, my old manager texted me and he was like, hey, the Ashton rep is leaving. Mm. Uh, John Murphy. Yep. John Murphy's leaving. He's moving and everything like that. And I was like, okay, uh, should I send my resume out? And he told me, I just texted Andy, and he said, yes, please send it. So, we don't need a resume. We just want to hire you. <laughs> that's, that, honestly. Well, anyways. <laughs> um, so I uh, I emailed Andy, and I said, hey, super interested. You know, that's all. And I went out to Philadelphia, and I had my interview. And the interview was very interesting because – I went in there and it was, I sat at the end of this long, like, conference table, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was at one end. Is it just you and Andy? No, it was me. Oh, thank goodness. Cause Andy that Green. That would have been awkward. If you don't know Andy Green, he's a really short dude. <laughs> <laughs> he one end of the table. And he was in the a other. big. That would have been he very. He was in a big chair. <laughs> that would have been very awkward. <laughs> so uh, I went in there. What was the name of the king in Shrek? <laughs> yeah. Lord Farquaad. Lord, Lord Farquaad. That would have been like Lord Farquaad saying, oh. Andy was great. <laughs> Andy is great. So it was me, uh, uh, me on one end, and then they all sat on the other end. It was Andy Green, Chip Goldine, who was the VP at the time, Michael Walter, who was the director of sales at the time, mm-hmm. and I think that's it. And you all just smoked and. So what's super funny is they at they I walked in. And there were, I think there were like, I don't know, 10 cigars on the table. Oh, wow. And they said, pick a cigar. And what's super cool about Holtz, Holtz is Ashton. Holtz is where you know? they're at, yep. So uh, that's the conference room we were in. And they said, pick a cigar. So I got to smoke during my interview, which was outstanding. <laughs> yeah, who <laughs> like, cared about the interview, right? Who <laughs> cares about nerves? <laughs> so I went in there. I'm like, yeah, I'm smoking. I'm a, I, I got this, you know? And I went in there. And they were like, pick whatever you want. And they had uh, they had San Cristobal Quintessence. They had um, Ashton. I don't know how much Ashton they had, but the point is, um, I picked up the uh, the ovation mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm like, all right, if I don't get this job, at least I could smoke their best cigar right now. <laughs> so that's very smart. Yeah, that's what, kind of what I figured. Um, but I went in there and I went out to Philly and I interviewed and uh, it was. I didn't, it was on like a Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. I got home. It was Friday. I was like, all right, haven't heard anything by now. No worries. I'll probably hear on Monday. Um, Sunday night, I went to this cigar shop and I watch football every Sunday. Yeah, baby. And I think it was like six o'clock on Sunday night. I get a call from Chip and I'm like, I see a California number come up and I'm like, no way. <laughs> and he California. <laughs> and uh he was like we want to offer you the job i'm like i Hell yeah. lost it i could not believe it i could not believe that i got this job and he called me six o'clock on a sunday which was three o'clock his time he's california but mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know um on that's... a sunday though that's still a little bit like i was thrilled I yeah, did not right? care. I don't care. I wouldn't care. have expected a call on Sunday. I do right? not care what day it was. I did not expect it though. I expected to hear from them like, you know, mid next You know, that means he day. couldn't wait. Yeah. It was Sunday and he just had to That's mm-hmm. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you do for, for Ashton? Well, I was their uh their sales manager in New England. Mm-hmm. So I covered when I started, 
I got hired for um, Connecticut, upstate New York, and northeast Pennsylvania. And they lost their representative for New England shortly thereafter. And so they were like, quickest promotion ever. <laughs> so I ended up covering all of New England, including Connecticut. And I think it was about a year in, year and a half in that they said, uh, you're going to lose Connecticut. So I did um, Rhode Island, Mass, Vermont, New Hampshire, me. That's still a ton of shops. I loved it, though. But I it loved it. I love, I mean, dude, I, I live in Connecticut. I've been up here so much <laughs> in the last few months. I just, I love the drive. I love doing all of it. Mm. And, like, being able to go to people and be like, hey, here's why you should buy what I'm selling right now. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it's, I, I just, it's, I'm sick. Like, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> now, let, I, me, let, me, let me ask you a question. You know, if they, they took Connecticut and gave it to somebody else, you know, for. Jordan, for, who for is whatever, incredible, for by the way. Reason. Now, Connecticut's where you live. Yep. Connecticut's where you, you know. Connecticut. You know. Connecticut. Now, uh, he, here's my question. Yep. Were you able to just eat, go to Big Buddha or wherever it was that you were and, and basically relax because you weren't the rep? Or were you like, crap, I'm not the rep? So... <laughs> the thing about going to places especially buddha oh my mic's being weird um the the thing about going to places especially buddha in particular is that because i worked there for so long mm -hmm. i would show up there and feel obligated to empty ashtrays and fill drinks I still do. I went there the other day. I went there the other day. I go into the kitchen to get a water, whatever it was, and I have these guys like, "Hey, Kel, can you can you give me a coffee?" And they're <laughs> me they're messing with me, but at the same time, yeah. they're 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 serious. Kind of like want them to, you know. I just yeah. felt. I know. That's I awesome. do. I just fell right back into it. That's so, so cool. um, it wasn't like, oh my god, they they printed out. I sent my offer letter to the owner and the manager of Buddha when I got it from Ashton because it was just such a, like, it's such a step up, you know, from what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I sent it to them and they printed it out and they printed out a baby picture of me and it was hanging <laughs> on the wall for like, I don't, it might still be there. It was like four years. It's just me eating spaghetti and <laughs> with my offer letter. On the wall at Buddha. Like, they just, they're the best family. They're That's just awesome. so proud. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, you were with Ashton, you know, for all that time. What what was the most rewarding thing to you about that job? Twin smoke job. Honestly. 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 Hallelujah. Hold on. Right. I gotta when I met Pastor Padrone, I just said, oh, oh this <laughs> is where it's at. So, um, <laughs> why don't you have me on your podcast? You know what was cool about Ashton is it's kind of like FedEx, where what? <laughs> just wait, I'm gonna explain it. Okay, All right. I'm waiting. It's not the cheapest product, but it's the best product. Ooh, and that's very, uh, which is cool. It was a good transition from you know Ashton to FedEx because it's like. All right, I'm not selling people on like, oh, you can sell this cigar for six bucks. No, you can't. But you can sell the cigar and know that you're selling the best cigar. 
And it was a really good transition in that kind of sense, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, good, good. So most rewarding aspect for me was going in, I, I guess going to customers and explaining to them like, hey, like, yeah, this is not the, you know, I won't mention any other companies, but like <laughs> going in and saying like, this is, uh, this is a product that you need on your shelf. This is your bread and butter. Get this in. People will buy it. And period. Period. That's it. Really, there... Yeah. I mean, we really don't have to. It's. I also really, had an event. My first event was. You don't have to push Ashton. My first event uh, with twins, I think I sold 75 boxes of cigars. So, I mean, I guess I could say that was the most rewarding <laughs> moment. But um, I had a friend that was a rep out in Michigan for Ashton. And he told me uh, when I had to, because we have to like logger calls and stuff yeah. like that. And he's like, you need to write rock star event. <laughs> it's your call logs. And, you know, stuff like that. I, I really, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a freak. I love the selling mm -hmm. of all of this. So I guess going in and explaining to people and convincing people that like this is the best product on the market, kind of thing. You and know, and seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. Not to, you know, you're you're not into just going in and selling an idea and no, but following up but on following it and seeing that and, it actually is a thing. Seeing that you were right. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love <Yeah>. love that. <laughs> She does love seeing that she's right. Yes. <laughs> Same with Pat, too. Same you with know Pat. it. Yeah, hey. <laughs> All right. Now, now yes. you, you, you've already kind of let the cat out of the bag. You're now, working, you're now working for FedEx. I am. So how, how did that happen? So um, I worked for Ashton for two years, and then I got this job offer from FedEx, and you know, we got nice packages. Godfathering it. <laughs> we got they, nice they, they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. <laughs> and uh, so I got out of the industry. But um, it, was, it, was a, it was a very good move at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, I don't know nearly as much about shipping as I do about cigars. Probably not. Yeah, at the time. <laughs> and you know Probably what? Probably still not. <laughs> it is it is i did not realize what an animal the shipping industry really is oh like gosh. i'm like especially now now it's like on steroids like oh it's, it's oh dude. my god i can't even imagine you must oh. be so overworked oh my god crazy so now <laughs> you know many people i hear in the shipping industry complaining about chewy.com yeah ask your, <laughs> ask your ups rep when he comes Amazon. in well, ask yeah. your ups rep when he comes in because mm -hmm. you know we can't ship tobacco unfortunately right. with fedex but um as of 2016 which i looked up today but anyways mm -hmm. um so i found this job with fedex and they said it would only be stamford connecticut so i went from covering all of new england to just one city mm. i'm like i gotta do this i gotta get into this so yeah. i did it it was it, it was a pay raise it was uh more local you know and you I, got to be home more too. And I got to be home more, and I got a puppy yeah. right, right when I started Ashton. And like, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do this. Yeah. So. Kendra would be proud. Mm -hmm. that you because of the puppy. Because of the puppy. For the puppy. It's for the puppy. Yep. All right. Now we're just about at the the end of the first half of the show. 
Already? Kind of yeah. This is so darn so good, we gotta, though. We gotta, <laughs> I know. we gotta wrap up what we think about the cigar. So, Dave, what's what's your take on the uh, cigar and the pairing here? Oh, well, the pairing has definitely brought out a lot of the cedar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and put it in the front that this is uh, that peppercorn is just melding with the with the cedar, the um, the finish of the of the uh what 1972 mm-hmm. it's just oh 1792 1792 is just Did you say 1972 1772 <laughs> some century but uh oh it's the year kentucky was founded 1792 this is just, it gets its name. <laughs> this is magnanimous like, oh. that's a f- that's a million dollar word right there it is thank you paul yes someday he'll look it up yes um Pat, <laughs> you've been very quiet. That went That's because I'm talking like <laughs> my job depends on it. He's, no, he's trying to make his cardigan look as good as possible. <laughs> look at that cable knit sweater. Like, come on. I know, man. So nautical. A nautical <laughs> so nonsense what? be something you wish. So that's a legit, it's a legit question, Pat. <laughs> what, what, what did you think of the scar and the Yeah, it's... So I'm taking like really minute sips out of the drink just so it doesn't overpower the cigar. And the so so that the thickest the gauge get gets on the David's 50, right? 54. 54. 54. So it was a really consistent smoke. Obviously, as the gauge changes, because it's a Figurado, it kind of gets a little bit more intense. But basically, speaking of what Dave said, I mean, the, the wood note, which the cedar note kind of get brought out a lot more from the drink. And I still kind of concur with that pine cone thing that i said because it has like this there's mm. no maple syrupy no, i can see it. the pine cone it's just I'm, but maple syrup is not in pine cone oh it, it all kind of goes yeah, I, i'll goes say together, baking yeah. spice if you want me to say baking spice uh, we don't want you to uh, say uh, that baking spice. Spice. wait why syrup. not wait why can't he say because baking he spice? says it every five minutes Oh, okay. I haven't said it for three minutes. <laughs> I'm picking up. I'm keeping track. Three minutes. I have to like not say When you say spice, you think pepper. And I appreciate that. Because if you go into a spice cabinet, there's cigars that are like that. Where it's not spicy, but it is spiced. Yes. So I'm sorry. I'm with Paul. I'm I'm sorry. I'm with Pat on this. He's not not thinking pepper. He's thinking some like, you know. Like cinnamon. Rosemary. Cinnamon. (laughs) Yeah. I feel that. You know. Mm -hmm. Every time I smoke a new foundation, I'm like. How did he outdo himself again? <laughs> I know. I'm Nick. All right. So, Kelly, that, that leads to what, what do you think of the uh, cigar, and what did you think of the pairing here? Outstanding. All around. Paul? Well, first of all, the construction has been spot on. Yes. I've not had to relight it once. Yes. Um, it's, it's Only the, one has been talking The uh, The flavors <laughs> keep shining through. The 1792 has brought out a lot more of that sweet, savory spice notes. Mm. Just incredible flavors from this. Um, it's just an outstanding cigar. I think this is really a, one of the best pairings. Absolutely. And again, we thought that 1792 was going to be a little bit stronger. The ice has definitely helped, helped it's been, yep. and again, with it now completely melted, um, it's still relatively strong <laughs> bourbon, but... It melted almost as soon as you... Yeah, it really it. It did. <laughs> it did. But I think it's been a fantastic pairing. I think it's just been a phenomenal cigar. Um, this, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's funny, you know, I'm, 
I was really when the when the David and Goliath came out, I was drawn more to the Goliath than to the David. Mm. Uh, Shocking. But, but I have <laughs> hey now. <laughs> right? <clears throat> well, Grudge you know, match as, here. as you somebody fed me ten cigars yesterday. As somebody as somebody who has gone through the the pastoral and biblical studies, the <laughs> idea of smoking Goliath had a lot of things going for it. You know? How are you not into more we're smoking Whereas smoking right? David just... In that sense. <laughs> smoking David just sounded wrong. David's the underdog. He won. Yes, right. he won. Beheaded he won. that mofo. You know? But, beheaded you know, that mofo. Hashtag beheaded that mofo. <laughs> anyway, I, I do think that David is the better Vitola of, of the two. I agree with that. I one. I like yeah. I like them both very much, but I think that David is, you know, just does a better job of intensifying the flavors, and this particular blend, mm. the uh, 142, mm. is just phenomenal. And in this format, in this Vitola, it's mm -hmm. amazing. Uh, I really loved it with the 1792. Um, for the first time, I think I'm the person who actually pretty much finished the drink. You know, I yeah. feel like. Old Nick. Nick. Yeah, there you go. You know, um, really, really good. Incredibly well. Exactly. It went incredibly <laughs> well. Now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be smoking Briar Fox. We're going to continue our talk with Kelly. We're going to do pastoral whoop, whoop. confessions, so don't go anywhere, or you'll be very, very sad and angry with yourself. We'll be right back. So. All right. Oh, we're we on. Sorry. Back. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Oh, it's starting on a south. Sorry, children. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go into Pastor Patron's cigar confession. And here's what we're going to talk about. F-bombs. We're going to talk about the fact that oftentimes we talk about... I'm going to leave. <laughs> We talk about pairing cigars with something to drink or with something to eat. But yesterday, I paired cigars with a movie marathon. And it made me think about the different ways we can uh, utilize cigars to improve <laughs> our experience of things. Kelly came over to my house, um, and she told me a while back at some point that her favorite movies were the Lord of the Rings trilogy. F yeah. And that she memorized them and could recite them and mm -hmm. did recite oh, them. Oh, I put In it fact, on a resume she once. She put it on a resume <laughs> once that she could recite the Lord of the Rings. And I told her that when I was a youth pastor, I'd done this thing called Frodo Friday, in which we had about 30 kids Frodo. from our church come over on a Friday afternoon right after school and we watched the extended edition of the Fellowship of the Ring, had a huge Hobbit-like dinner, watched the extended edition of The Two Towers, and then after that was over, went to the midnight opening of Return of the King. Mm. And she was like, that sounds so awesome. If you ever do that again, let me know. And I said, well. Kelly I, had a few Manhattans at that point. I'm like, <laughs> I said, well, I'm like 50. I don't know if I can do the all-night thing again, but if you want, we can pull something like that off. And so we actually planned it. And I said, you can't watch Lord of the Rings without smoking something. It's nope. all this smoking pipes, especially is 
such a big part of the Lord of the Rings uh, story. And uh, so I started putting together uh, a, a package of, of cigar I can smoke in my house, which is, I know some of you are thinking you're jealous. You, you should, should be. And I, uh, the more I was getting into it, the more I realized I, you know, it was just so it literally that that package of of smokes that we did it took me about 30 minutes to put together and it was all all everything we smoked had either something to do with a character or something to do with a moment in the movie and long it, it, there was a long there was a, a lot of ways in which doing that Helped you get into the story, or so, at least me. Okay, Kelly might. Have I gotta hype. I gotta hype you up now. I gotta hype you up now. Dan paired every cigar with a moment in the movie. That's let me, awesome. Let yeah. me give an example. I'm jelly. So you should be. It was amazing. So we had this. We had this one part. I think it was in Return of the King. That was all about. Uh, Gollum, and he knew it was very Gollum-centric and Smeagol, whatever, centric. And he gave me a Cro-Magnon knuckle dragger yes. because <laughs> Gollum is like... <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Never quote me on that. So, um... <laughs> Wait, that's on the pound board now. Well, good. He's basically a dragger walking on all fours. You know, it's a knuckle and it, it, everything he did had a purpose, and it was amazing. I was... I'm. So overwhelmed with gratitude, but essentially, I mean, I'm sorry, more than that, I'm overwhelmed with the fact that you thought all that out so much. He made, so like the hobbits have like breakfast, second breakfast, lunch, and afternoon tea, dinner, supper. He made a meal for everything. That's awesome. But like by the time dinner rolled around, he's like, here's my gumbo. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to die if I eat anything more, Dan. Like I've eaten so much cheese, crackers, salsa, chips. <laughs> I cannot function anymore. He, he at one point reached out to me. He texted me. He's like, you good? I was like, I just, I'm holding my head like this. I was like, I'm so shot. <laughs> But yes, I couldn't be better. <laughs> I've got a hobbit in my belly. Honestly, I was a hobbit yesterday. So, like Dave, when when the Balrog came out, mm. okay, I, 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 handed, I handed her a Fausto. Oh, and you had to smoke that. And having the strong, peppery, mm. nasty cigar in in this, you know, which totally you shall fit, not pass. totally fit that that. Oh. That whole scene, and then kind of continues as Gandalf falls. You think he dies? Jeez, you know, I forgot this about bitter, the oh. this bitter, you After know, strong nine cigars I brew the that you have to drink. <laughs> and then they go to Lothlorien, and yep. rest in Lothlorien was the 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 uh, Tatuaje T110. Oh my god! Oh. And, which was just so smooth. You guys are so the nice. brothers. I like this. <laughs> and it was just you know. But but doing all that together, it it just it just fit and it helped to enjoy the movie more. That's so epic. And I know Paul has has thought about. You got to make that relating, like a yearly thing relating to activity. I can't afford to do that. You got to come next time. <laughs> yeah, if I'm well, not someone had to. Are you ready for yeah, fourteen hours at Dan's yes. house watching Lord of the Rings and eating great. his food? Yes, it yes. was great. It was <laughs> great. Can you say? 
<laughs> oh come on now. Can you say Urarum? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh Pat, you like Lord of the Rings? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pointy hats, you know, little things. The beard. My friend from Canada visited us. So it was probably what like a month ago now and oh, he wanted to get Canada. I'm sorry for them. I'm not even responsible, but I'm to, so sorry for them. He wanted to get on a pipe <laughs> and he went to Dan saying that he wants to be like Dumbledore. So we got a church warren and then Dan got him. I think it was um what was it? It was the oh my gosh, uh, fourth gen breakfast, I think. Uh, the the um, morning blend, yeah. Morning blend, yeah. And he's been, I so he actually texted me. He's already out of it. I had to send him more because he's just watching Lord of the Rings on his porch, just smoking the entire like. I think he got four ounces total of it. Mm-hmm. It's gone already. In, like, it's gone. Yeah. Wow. No, but he loves That's it. That's a lot of smoking. So, yeah, the, the Lord of the Rings thing was ten cigars and five bowls of pipe tobacco. Oh. Help me, people. That's what got you through, you know. No wonder why you were asleep all the time. Yeah, but, like, I can't believe that I can actually taste anything today. <laughs> mm. So, <clears throat> have any of you ever tried to pair a pipe to or... Cigars. No, well, pipe or cigar <laughs> smoking <laughs> with something other than food or drink. Either an activity or yeah. a movie or music, something like that. Because I, I, I really do. I really think that we kind of hit on something. Uh, because you know, when you're watching the movie, you're 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 visually involved, you're audibly involved, and with a cigar or the pipe, when you see sm- people smoking the pipes, and you're smoking the pipe too, and you're smoking something that you're imagining they're smoking, y- you get more into it. Dude, oh, let yes. me tell you. Rush twenty one twelve in a Alma Fuerte. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mad Men. Mm. That series, which I still have not finished, but every time I watch Mad Men, I'm like, how am I not smoking right now? Because they smoke. I mean, they sell and they sell cigarettes. They, I think they do like Lucky Strike or something like that. Mm-hmm. Every, but they're always smoking they're always drinking and i'm like this is such a bad influence for me (laughs) (laughs) anyone else want to add to that you want to add to that paul yeah so i I mean obviously i can't smoke in my house so i can't watch movies i know i know i can't watch movies i can't you know listen to music and smoke but what i do is you know my day off um i take my dog every week to a park Mm-hmm. And I let him just, you know, wander, do whatever he wants to do. But that's, to me, if I'm going to, when I do that, I want to bring a nice, smooth, medium smoke, something that I can really relax to, because it is a relaxing time for us. You know, he just goes off into the woods, mm-hmm. you know, you know, runs around, explores, does does whatever he wants to do. That's his day to do. You know, that's our that's our that's our bonding time. Right. So I want to have a cigar that's going to be able to you know keep up with that, but be very very relaxing too. I'm not going to smoke something that's going to be more full body. Uh, I, I don't need to like sit back and I don't have obviously I don't have the opportunity to sit back with him. No. But uh, something that's going to be really really you know nice and flavorful. But just something that can we can just really be calm and, and relaxed and, and walk through the woods together. Mm. Um, so that's the activity that I will I will match with a more of a medium, uh, flavorful smoke. If I'm going to be sitting down uh, on the back deck, usually in the summertime, uh, that's when I'll and I want to contemplate uh, or listen to music. 
that's when I'll have more, more of a fuller body cigar. Mm. Dave, what about you? Have you ever tried that, pairing something with what you were doing more so than what you were eating or drinking? Cigars are all about the experience, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I'm... I, I, and I think, oh. I think we can talk about the experience... Yeah. You know, it, it, in more in ter- more than just uh, tasting and smelling. I actually did that today. Um, I spent my my um, Max, our old employee, he dropped off uh, oh, a bunch of uh, desktops for me, and I was uh, I'm a techie, so I just love building and fixing stuff. And so while I was doing multiple installs of Windows, I was smoking a nice. 660-1874. That was just wonderful. And just had music playing, and I'm Mm -hmm. just in zen nerd mode. It was Mm -hmm. beautiful. You know I'm such a nerd about? I will light up. I will go to the gym, leave the gym, light up a Charter Oak, Connecticut. Of course. Why am I not surprised? (laughs) But what I want to say is that I have found a new love which is the 724WK. It is amazing. Oh, my God. That is my favorite 724 now. Yeah. And now... Nick found a box that was two years old. <gasps> oh, my God. They were amazing. Wait, Nick White? No, the other Nick. Nick Flanagan. Nick. Flanagan. Yeah. Flanagan. Cool. I'll have to reach out. Very <laughs> It was. They were really good. They I smoked me all the time. Well. I had it for the They're always time in the my rotation. Day. Amazing. I've smoked hundreds of these just this week, with several handles of great. Bacardi rum. <laughs> it was very municipal. Yes, it and was. I always municipal. smoke them when my wife is in Puerto Rico, because I have nothing else to do but be sweet Yo, nuts. Shout out though to Nick's wife. She makes the best coquito. Like she, she's very good at stuff like that. Like, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness gracious me! Pat, Pat, say something, Pat. Say something, please. (laughs) Something. I I have. Can you smile? He is. Look at it. Back to this. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're getting comments. Back to that. (laughs) I'm a serious dude. Um. Uh huh. Well, no, I. Depending on what classes I'm briefing, I have certain cigars I like to have. I mean, it, I don't know, it just kind of sets the mood and kind of gets my focus. So, I mean, like, for instance, like, Civil Procedure is kind of like a game of chess. Mm-hmm. So, I like having something a little bit more full-bodied, like, you know, mm-hmm. like Liga Pravada, you know, so like Undergrounds, Tens, Sin Cup Amizos. You know, because it kind of gets, like, that kind of tempo. My thought process can kind of mm-hmm. go, and it's kind of like that, you know, just, like I said, a game of chess, because that's... Yep literally what civil procedure is and and then you know something like business entities pretty cut and dry it's more of just kind of absorbing the material so i like having like a nice connecticut shade just to kind of like you know keep me calm and keep me relaxed and then like crim procedures a lot of legal analysis so that's something i'll kind of go with like a nice sumatra medium bodied i'm serious i I have (laughs) what about what about Fuentes, where do they come in with it? Oh, that's the after. That's the celebration. That's the after. It's a celebration. Yeah, you're done. done. You're done. <clears throat> so uh, December twenty fourth, when you're done with everything, you're gonna be smoking Fuente. Oh, I already have it lined up, Paul. I'm gonna have one of those. <laughs> you already have it lined up. You have a, men- you have a menu. <laughs> you have it. Start off with an Anejo shark, just because I know you like them. Um, 
Yeah, How can you go wrong with PJ? You gonna have a PJ? I might crack a PJ open. We'll see how the finals go, but yeah, I might crack those open. So now that we're 15 minutes into the pipe section, I'm going to talk about <laughs> the pipe, the pipe, and what we're smoking. Mm. We are smoking Cornell and Deal's Briar Fox. It is one of their most popular, best-selling blends. It is, however, new to the Twins' selection of tobaccos. And from the tin, it says, an exceptionally smooth blend of Virginias and Burley and a personal mm. favorite of the late Danish pipe maker, Peter Hessian. Briar Fox <laughs> is pressed into an old-fashioned crumble cake, making it easy to prepare for whatever consistency you prefer. Its flavor profile starts with a clean tobacco taste, heightens in complexity at mid-bowl, and finishes with a spicy character that will make you come back again whoop, whoop. and again. Whoop. I'm down with that. We are continuing to have the uh, 1792 with the cube. Um, well, the cubes are no more. Nope. But we are having the 1792 with this. Paul, what do you what do you think of the pairing so far? I know you were kind of nervous about this and how the tobacco and the this yeah. very strong yep. drink would would pair together. So with the tobacco on its own, um, I got a lot of the uh, subtle, sweet, earthy, woody notes. Mm -hmm. uh, but what really rounded it all out was that spice mm -hmm. from the burley. And I think we talked a little bit earlier about there's a little bit more burley in this than. Mm -hmm what uh, a normal Virginia Burley mix, uh, yes. blend would be. Um, but I really, really like that spice at the end. It just mm -hmm. really seemed to hone all the mm -hmm. other flavors together. But with the drink, the drink is, is taking away the sweet and the spice. It's bringing out a lot more of those earthy woody notes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, so I yep. think it's, I think it's good. Um, I think this, the, the 1792 might be just a little stronger than even with the cube. Yeah. Even with the cube, I think it's maybe just a little stronger for the tobacco. Um, I was hoping maybe it would, retain the at least the spice notes but it, that's being pushed I'm back still a little getting bit some of that in the retro but, li yeah but but not it, as much on the palate yeah no, it's really not much on the palate retro you have to you have to retro to get the spice but i think it's it's okay i think it's uh it's it's pairing decently mm -hmm. kelly what do you think or are you still texting i'm not <laughs> she's sexting Lindsay texted me <laughs> and said how's the pipe treating you so i thought that i was not doing a good job <laughs> is what just happened well i'm gonna ask you about the pipe now how is how how do you like the pairing so the tobacco the, the pairing so the tobacco is fabulous mm -hmm. um i think for me maybe the drink is slightly overpowering for the tobacco mm -hmm. um not that it's bad right uh, I well, that's what paul's basically saying yeah i i don't think it's bad i just think that the drink has uh more of a kick to it than the tobacco mm-hmm Pat, there's only a few pipe tobaccos that I, I think could handle like a 120 <laughs> proof drink. So again, I'm taking really small sips of it, and I think it is kind of coating the palate in a positive way. But mm -hmm. I'm getting before the drink, I'm getting a lot of sweetness. It's like a stone fruit sweetness. It's a little bit of a woody note there, and then the drink enhances the. Fa I am getting some spice on the finish. Like, yeah. I, I am retrohaling. I am getting Paul's spice. Point. And I think that earthy note that Paul's talking about to me is more of like a leathery note from okay. the drink. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I, I wouldn't say the pairing's bad by any means. No. I just think you have to, you know, consume you have to it. moderate. Yeah. yeah you, if you take a big, you know, sip of the drink, it's definitely going to 
overpower the mm -hmm. tobacco but if you take a nice like you know palette coating of it, it it is i think bringing out a little bit more no you wouldn't get spit. otherwise so you can't you can't like go all flanagan on it you know? <laughs> <laughs> no flanagan really tonight sip it well if you went all flanagan on it that whole bottle would be gone by now mm -hmm. well <laughs> yeah that's what i'm talking about we don't need to flanagan <laughs> <No. laughs> or we no. can like whatever <laughs> we can flanagan we can flanagan <laughs> okay Tribute to the flan. <laughs> All right, so Kelly, let's mm -hmm. let's get back to you and and the afterlife. Oof, here. yeah, let's mm. do it. All right, so <laughs> you were with you were with Ashton. Yep. You're now at FedEx. I am. Um, how do those compare? What are the pros and cons there for you? So I kind of touched on this already, but um, going from touch on it again. I will. Touch <laughs> So going from, uh, you know, I obviously, I love cigars. Obviously. I, obviously. I love cigars. I love the industry. Selling a tangible product that I am absolutely in love with has been amazing. Mm. Then I went to FedEx, and it's not a tangible product. It's shipping. So it's like I will go into places, small businesses. I have – so my uh, – my range for like revenue is I think it's it's like seventy five thousand to I think the cutoff is like one and a half million basically. Mm -hmm. Which sounds like a lot. It's not that much in shipping for big companies, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like worldwide sales, they do Walmart and they do, you know, scholastic right. books and they do all this stuff. Like the, the bigger companies. Um it is first of all <laughs> I've learned how astounding it is how much people spend on shipping. But um, I, I think that the transition between um, Ashton and FedEx has been, you know, it, it's been very smooth because I like selling. I love going in. And it, it, for me, the whole thing is about building relationships and going in and finding what makes someone tick and finding what makes someone happy and not going in like a you know used car salesman <laughs> and actually going in and being like hey tell me about your life like what do you got man like i was just telling my friend that i texted uh texted one of my new customers who's been he's been my baby since i started with fedex i've been wait he has a startup company i've been waiting for him to actually start shipping he just started shipping a couple weeks ago and I wrote to him, I texted him the other day, and I was like, hey, going to be in Stanford. Like, let's get lunch or whatever. I accidentally texted it to my coworker with the same name. <laughs> and he's like, I think this was meant for the wrong person, but I would love to do lunch. <laughs> but I, uh, my, my point of it, all of it, is that I, the sales part of it really uh, takes the two jobs and puts them together because – I just love going in and making those friendships and building that relationship. And it, it feels less like a job, you know, mm. than it would if I didn't love it. So what do you miss most about being a cigar rep? Okay. The silliest answer. The free cigars. <laughs> okay. Well, there is that. I have learned since I left Ashton how much I spend on cigars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is a lot. <laughs> um, 
I kind of need to work at FedEx. I, I'm like, why doesn't FedEx ship tobacco? <laughs> um, I've learned how much I spend on cigars since I've left Ashton. Mm -hmm. um, Does it freak you out? Sometimes, but <laughs> usually no. <laughs> um, I feel that I miss... I honestly, I miss being on the road, which mm. is something that is like a, a thorn in so many rep sides, but I love the driving. I will mm. get in my car, light up a cigar and drive around and make my sales calls for FedEx because I'm like, I did not get hired to sit behind a desk. I can't mm. with COVID and everything. I mean, yeah. I've been doing yeah. Zoom calls for a year and a half. I worked for FedEx actually seeing customers, I think for a little less than a month and then I had to go out and actually, or I'm sorry. And then COVID happened and we all went into quarantine. Mm. And so I'm just seeing my first customers now that I've seen in a year and a half. Like, wow, wow. that's crazy. Yeah. And zoom calls kind of suck. So yeah, it's been a long time. Um, I miss being on the road. I miss doing that. Like, I, I I miss that, which is so silly because so many people are like, this job would be so great without the, you know, the drive all the time. And I love the driving. I love driving. I discovered Audible, mm -hmm. which is the, you know, audiobooks. Yep. When I started I with Ashton. Yep. And I just, I, I love it. I didn't listen to music for like a year because I was just listening to books. These books like Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. where it's like, for me, like reading it, it just messed with my brain and I wasn't able to actually like focus on I'm like, I just read the same paragraph 10 times. Yep. <laughs> and so I discovered audible and I would just listen to books and I would, I would have no, I loved if I had a two and a half hour drive. So mm. I would say <laughs> long explanations with Kelly. It was a very easy question. Here I go. Um, <laughs> but <that's laughs> <what> I miss. <laughs> what are you glad you're no longer dealing with? I don't know, stupid customers, I guess. Like, it's not... And that I, never ends. And I didn't have many, but I just had customers that I would go into, and um, I guess that would all... That, that would be all that I could say for that. Like, it's not... I loved my customers, but every once in a while, you, 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 you know, you'd get the one that was like... <laughs> Just had no clue. And <laughs> bad, the rock looked sharp, you know. Yeah, it was just it was bad sometimes. But uh, I would say I, I don't know. I would say that's probably what I'm okay with not dealing with. All right, that's very PC. Um, what, super PC. <laughs> what misconceptions do you think people have about the life of a cigar rep? That's a great question. I think that people. Uh, assume that me and the other cigar reps were always against each other mm -hmm. and running into another rep on the road was so refreshing because we're all doing the same grind and we're all doing the same thing mm -hmm. and sitting down and I'll light up an Ashton and so-and-so will light up their cigar and we'll just sit there and be like what the heck are we doing and we love it but mm -hmm. like you know just getting into it and it, it, talking about what we're doing because I can talk to you guys, you know, till I'm blue in the face, but it's the people who are actually out there doing it, making the drive, doing the grind, and it, it, it's just, it's different, you know, and being able to, so I think that people 
assume because I mean we are we are I'm not in it anymore but like uh we uh, I, we were competing against each other every rep is technically competing for that shelf space <laughs> and it's it just doesn't feel like that when you actually run into somebody because it's just refreshing to actually talk to somebody who gets it yeah it was I was a rep for Microsoft and let me tell you when I ran into like the dude for Nintendo and I ran into the you know the dude for Sony it was it was grudge match time you know and it's different it's crazy. The cigar industry is such a family. It's insane. Yep. Like I've never met. I, I, I know I already talked about it, but like this community is so different than any other community. Like if reps are all in the same area and there's like a one of them is doing an event, they 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 offer to bring stuff over and it, it's just like you know. I it's, can't. It's all family. Yeah. It's all. It's so awesome. I can't tell you the amount of times that I've had reps, other reps, show up to my events and. You know, have reps that I became friends with text me and be like, what do you need? You need coffee? You need food? You need whatever? And yep. they show up and they support your event. You are their literal competitor, but they show up and they support you. Yeah. It's, it is it is so unique to this industry. Mm -hmm. Awesome. <laughs> of course, I never did that for anybody, but they all did it for me and I was pretty happy. <laughs> uh, oh. No. <laughs> I am done funny. Uh, I am done funny. Uh, uh, <laughs> No. As I cut them at their knees. Sorry, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Only a flesh wound. Quick change of topic. I am not dead yet. I think that's the mechanism. <laughs> Are you done? With singing? Can you light, can you light your pipe? I'm trying. <laughs> what was the most embarrassing thing that happened to you as a rapper? This is a great story. I'm so glad you asked that. The reason it's so great is because it involves... Ready? twin smoke shop yes why am so, i surprised i walked in with our vp like second highest person in the company next to the owner at that time right we went to a competitor shop just before it was my first time seeing twin smoke shop mm -hmm. and i walked in and i handed uh sean mm -hmm. you may have heard of him uh he's the general manager of twins i he was like you know, nice to meet you. We shook hands, reached in my pocket, handed him the business card. And he looks, he looks at it. He goes, I don't want that one. And he hands it back. I gave him a competitor's business card instead of handing him my <laughs> like, Did you see the vein on his forehead? It was... Oh, you know it. You know it. <laughs> So I uh, that was probably my most embarrassing moment. And also one of the moments that I look back on and one, I, I flush every time I think of it. But such a funny moment. <laughs> okay, like, that is just hilarious. <laughs> Happy. That's pretty my funny. bad. And then we're he's in the meeting with myself and the VP. And we're in the meeting for probably, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. And he looks at me and he goes kelly would you mind giving us the room for a minute and i'm like well that was a fun two weeks with ashton <laughs> bye apparently i'm fired now because i just messed up so hard and i left the room and totally thought i was gonna get fired <laughs> i didn't by the way <laughs> in case anyone's wondering well, not if you were only two weeks in you were there for two and a half years or something like that correct that's right now um 
what what drove you nuts as a rep? Drove me nuts as a rep. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of the same thing of like trying to explain to customer, trying to explain to the customers that wouldn't get it. So, cigars are keystone or not, as mm -hmm. any other tangible product is. Mm -hmm. Trying to explain the value of our product to customers who did not care about the value. They were just like... Give me a quorum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like... They're just like, why can't I just, you know, 50% this? I'm sorry. That's not actual math. But why can't I just double the cost of what I paid for this? And uh, I, I think trying to explain that to the customers that wouldn't get it that drove me nuts because I'm like, you have a product in front of you that is, I mean, the Mercedes of cigar companies. How can you actually be arguing me? Like new customers would be like, I'd go into new, like brand new shops and they would just be like, yeah, I don't need Ashton. I'm like, are you kidding me? There are five companies really that you need and then you can dabble in the boutique companies. And those might end up being your best sellers, but you need the bread and butter companies. You need the Generals. You need the Fuentes. You need the Ashens. You need those because when people go in to buy a cigar, that's what they want. And that drove me crazy when people would just be so against what I was doing. Mm. Yep. I totally get that. That's cool. Cool. Glad I answered properly. <laughs> no, you did. You did. Um, now, that was two-some years ago that you left, right? Yep. You haven't lost your love for cigars. Mm-hmm. Right? Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> You're now gaining a new love for pipes. Mm-hmm. As of yesterday, I am <laughs> officially. <laughs> so what do you get out of cigars why why have you not cooled off i mean it was one thing when you were working at the shop <laughs> then you were working <sighs> then you were working for ashton and that was it was your life but now now you're in something where not only does it not have anything to do with cigars fedex doesn't even ship tobacco <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing that you so you're completely out so what 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 has kept you going with cigars? What what I, you smoked eight cigars with me yesterday. <laughs> I smoked what, nine. Uh, nine. Please don't minimize what? my attempt. <laughs> In five bowls. Nine. I so what what keeps you going with cigars? What do you get out of them? Great question. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. I know you worked hard to come up with that question. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I um, cigars are. That's like giving you the evil eye. That's all I can think of with that straight face he's giving you. Nah, think I. That's just cool. When is no worries. Going to stop talking. I talk so much. I'm so sorry. Anyways, <laughs> um, what do I get out of cigars? I uh, tobacco notes. Yes, but. <laughs> So, I started smoking cigars. I started smoking cigars ten years ago mm -hmm. when yes. I was yes. nineteen. But you're you're still smoking cigars. So what 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 the heck happened? And the reason why I love it is kind of what I said before. But 
the cigar community is different than any other community. And yeah, you get the jerks that come in to the bar and we don't have that problem in Connecticut because we don't have bars and cigars. So, <laughs> but you get the jerks that come in and they're, they make a fool of themselves and all that stuff. But for the most part, you get people that come in and they want to enjoy the cigar that they're smoking. And they want to build the relationship with the people that they are working with at that moment. And since the moment I got into the industry, I have recognized the family community that actually is about cigars. And I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true. Like, there's there's no... I can walk in right now to the cigar lounge that I worked at for four years and be like, you know, like, <laughs> I've told y'all, but my, uh, I went to a chain place this week for my oil change. They overfilled my oil and now my engine doesn't work. I could walk into my cigar lounge and tell them this and there would be 10 guys who are like, oh, we'll help you out. No problem. It's just, it's a different vibe than other places. They yep. just have this different connection. They have this different community. And so that there's that. Mm -hmm. The next point, which I think I said to you yesterday, um, when I was talking to Mandy, actually, your wife. So she asked me why cigars are not an addictive kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you don't inhale cigars, first of all. Second of all, um, I absolutely, if I am stuck in traffic, as soon as I see those brake lights, I'm like, I need a cigar. <laughs> and it just makes it like, I, there are, you're, you get into the, the, the lifestyle mm -hmm. and the habit of it all. But, you know, so for me, I leave, I go, I do my workout, I leave the gym, I light up a charter of Connecticut almost every time I go. Like every single, in the parking lot. Oh, and these guys are looking at me like, what's this girl doing? <laughs> like, every time. Now the 724 WK is in that rotation, by the way. <laughs> um, I just, uh, I, I love cigars. I've loved cigars since the moment I smoked my first VSG torpedo. It, it's just something that I've always loved. But for me, it's really, the community is just uh, unmatched. All right. One last question. As many as you want, dude. I don't believe it. Believe it, Dave. I don't believe it. Believe don't believe it. it. We're on a time schedule. I don't know. Believe it or not. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and this is the question. Would you ever consider... <laughs> I know what this question is. Sorry. Go. <laughs> Would you ever consider back into the cigar industry? For the right offer? Absolutely. I miss... <laughs> getting out there and selling cigars i miss going in and being so overwhelmed with what i am actually selling and so like i loved selling cigars what is what does that mean the right offer yeah is we it, need a number is it about the people <laughs> is it about the people yeah with better i'm doing great is it about the <laughs> well yeah i mean i know, need to know I that mean, i'm obvious gonna... obviously money is part of it but i mean Money, money would not, money would not attract me away from my position here in and of itself. There has to be other things. There are other things. Um, if a company comes up to me and I know that they are a 
I I hate to say this, but like if I know that a company's a dying brand, or if I know that a company I mean, I worked in a cigar shop for four years. Mm-hmm. I know what brands sell, I know what brands don't sell, and granted it is different now, mm-hmm. but I know that those brands have not, you know, jumped up and <laughs> suddenly started becoming bestsellers. Mm-hmm. So when Ashton offered me the job, I was like, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Mm. So um, I think that with the right offer, and there's a, don't get me wrong, there's a few irons in the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with the right offer, I absolutely would consider it because I miss y'all. I miss the industry. <laughs> like I said, there's nothing like the cigar industry. There is nothing like it. There is nothing like it. Um, one of the regular things we do on the show, Kelly, is a... Um... We're out. <laughs> yeah, We're out. Kelly's killed your life. We're out. Um, is a would you rather question. Ooh, I like that. You ready for a little would you rather, Kelly? <laughs> Depending on what it is, yes. I mean, it's, it's better than truth or dare. Don't know about that. But... <laughs> I don't know about that either. <laughs> So here is the would you rather question for tonight. Would you rather, and I'm going to start with Kelly and then we'll go around to everybody. Would you rather be able to see through walls? Oh, this is not even a cigar, would you rather? Nope. This is or just a superhero, would you rather? Would you rather be able to walk through walls? You're starting with me? Yes. Yes, I am. Starting with you. Usually have no trouble talking. That's why. I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Everyone who's <laughs> listening, I talk. My dad has always said I could talk spots off a leopard. Um, well, <laughs> um, probably see. See? Probably see through walls. Mm, oh, see through walls. I, I would have to think it's see through walls as opposed to walk through walls because like you'd be able to you know be all creepy on people's conversations <laughs> well seeing doesn't mean hearing yeah but it mm, yeah can you but read lips you can read body language yeah, there you go hashtag sales hashtag <laughs> <laughs> sales <laughs> Dave what about you me oh I would totally I'm down with the phase i will walk through walls good for you why that's freaking cool i mean no more doors they suck okay um pat what about you see through walls or walk through walls i would do seeing just because it seems like it's more beneficial I guess because I mean, I poke my head. I don't me. really go around in the environments where I'd benefit from walking through a wall. <laughs> Paul, I would rather walk through walls. Yeah. Um, now, the reason why I say that. Why? Is because if, I because feel if I'm if the you, only you, one. If you notice me at work, I'm a fast walker. Mm-hmm. I have to get from point A to point B as quickly as I can. And if you got doors and walls and everything that stands in the way. Right. Or, or if cables I could, if on I could, the phone, and if I'm at home too, if I have to go from because we live in a we don't live in a, in an open. You live in a closed closed environment. environment yeah. Yes, thank you. 
if I can get from, if I can get from one room to the other very very quickly, that that would make me happy. So, Amen, Paul. walking through walls would yes. absolutely be my my thing. Pastor, walking through walls. Okay, go. so I'm the only weirdo. That's cool. Nope, you and no, Pat. You and, you and Pat. Pat. You and Pat. Somebody's watching me. <laughs> All right, we gotta go sing. <laughs> yep. The heck with obstacles. I want to be right. able to walk through the wall. Yeah. And just get to where I'm going. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but like, just, why? You know, no. Because you could. Why? You need to talk to someone, and you just you know you don't have to like you don't poke your head in. No, you just stick your head in and just be like, hey, do you, do you want a muffin? Like, <laughs> like what's going on? <laughs> Well, <laughs> okay. So Dan, Dave the Muffin Man. <laughs> that is the Muffin Man. He lived on Drury Lane. <laughs> Who knew that there would be so many Shrek references? <laughs> Not the gumdrop um, buttons. I know. Not the gumdrop buttons. <laughs> now, um, what's the? Uh... <laughs> Are we done? No. What's what's the final verdict here on the uh, Briar Fox? Is this is this good stuff or not? The lesh. It is. Yeah. I'm yeah. sold out. I'm buying a tin. That's happening. Yeah, I think I think the tobacco is uh, is. I'm very, not a barley person. It's very good on its own. I thought it's it would it, it had that great spice at the end, which I really really enjoyed. Um, the the 1792 again did take a little bit of that away from me, along with the sweetness. Um, I think it's been an okay pairing. I would would. Probably wouldn't do this pairing again with it. Correct. Um, something that would be a little bit less. Unless you had more ice. Do you think yeah. this would have gone well with the Irish coffee idea we had? Or well, yes. With this tobacco. Yes, with this tobacco. I don't know. I mean, Pat said he had a. Find specific, out next time. Pat said he had a specific <laughs> way of making it, so I don't know how that would have differed from what we well, would have had. He tonight. didn't have an issue making it. It was made for him. That was. But that was really for the cigar we were thinking of. But. Yeah, that was for for the cigar. Thank but. You. I don't know. We'll have to try it sometime. So, Dan. Yes. You very kindly, very Damn. graciously gave me a 20-year-aged pipe tobacco yesterday. I did. <gasps> Which Margate. one was it? Oh, Margate. Oh, my God. Oh, I was spoiled. You were spoiled. I was spoiled. You have no idea. I've watched. Well, now you do have a I watched Aragorn being like, but it is not this day. And <laughs> it's, uh, it was, I was spoiled. Wow. Margate and Aragorn, there you go. But my point is. Aragorn um, and the Return of the King. I told you. was I, a Patron 50th. Oh. I haven't smoked it. I was, I could not Don't taste worry, it. Don't worry, Pat. Well, you really For were Gondor, spoiled yesterday, weren't you? Gondor was an Opus Angel share. Ooh. Dan deserves yes. to brag about this yes. stuff. Like, it was insane. But my point is, that was the pipe tobacco that I smoked yesterday. That was like, oh, I get it. I get why pipes are awesome. Mm -hmm. This is second to yeah, that. So you're enjoying, you're enjoying it? Very much so. I mean, obviously, you burned through several pipes. I, I agree with Paul that the So did you? Did I, you... Don't, I think the pairing's too strong. Yes. I think that going with maybe with a Diplomatico too. rum or something like that would be better for this. Mm -hmm. um, I think that something a little bit more mellow would be better with this. Yeah. But uh, in terms of the pipe, pipe tobacco on its own, mm -hmm. it's, uh, like I said, I had that one yesterday, and now I'm smoking this, and I'm like, this is freaking awesome. <laughs> it went really well. It just could have gone better, I suppose. Yeah. What about you, Pat? What do you think? 
Yeah, the drink. I mean, it's when my pipe screams. Sorry. I think it was good. Um, it, I mean, there was a couple of times that took a little bit more than I probably should have of a sip, and it definitely overpowered the tobacco. Yeah. Wow, that's good. So you had to really yeah. kind of two sips instead of one. Damp it, Shelly. Shut up. Shelly. You know how many times people have called? I've gotten called Ashley. And then they're like, I'm like, I'm Kelly. They're like, oh, I was thinking of Ashton. It has been numerous times, enough for me to mention. Shelly, obviously, because I'm Kelly Shemeth. So they're like, oh, Shelly. I'm like, no. Nope. That's a nope. cancer, Shelly. It's, it's 2021. I, there's, I don't know anyone who's named Shelly, but that's fine. <laughs> I have a question for you. Oh, I love it. Go. It's sports related too. Ooh. Is it about the Bears who are playing it right is, now it, with well, my it, team? It is about because the Bears. they are dying so, a so, slow death right now. So let right me ask now. you a question. You have a new quarterback. Yep. Justin Fields. Yes, we do. The most sacked quarterback this year. Yep. Thanks, Paul. No, 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 Mr. Flat. That's his nickname, Mr. Flat. But he was very good with Ohio. Yep. Do you think he's the future? I do. I think that Justin Fields will be excellent within the next couple of years. Mm. Um, so you're blaming the O-line for him getting sacked 25 times? <laughs> <laughs> well, like you kind of got it when you're at that number. No, it's, it's, it's you know. Okay. I'm, I, listen, I'm pulling it up right now. I've been pulling it up. I don't know, when, anytime anyone ever I don't know any down, Bears fans. They are Pittsburgh is 14 and Bears are 3. So, um... I How many times did he get sacked? <laughs> You're such a jerk. <laughs> In the spirit of full disclosure here, Kelly's best friend, Lindsay, also would walk through walls. Best friend, Lindsay. There we go. Yeah, baby. Best friend, Lindsay, would walk through walls for me any day. Mm -hmm. She's the best girl I've ever met in my life. Would have been nice if I could walk through walls tonight. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. So I think that <laughs> I think within the next year or two, which is so frustrating because. Frustrating. I love y'all. Y'all. Which is my way of. Mm, anyways. So um, I think that the. I, I'm frustrated at the fact that the Bears are not the Bears. They, you know what? The Bears. You know what? The Bears. The Bears. That is what she said because I'm saying it right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's frustrating that the fact that the Bears are not the Bears where they should be. <laughs> Anyways, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking now because these guys are jerks. <laughs> Sack it to you. <laughs> Pat. Twenty. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Final you words, smiling. Pat. <laughs> Welcome to smiling there. Yeah, just for you. It's well, no, it's just for the viewers, actually. Mm. Right. Right. You're an actual you live person. You can't hear smiles, you know. <clears throat> you know that, that checkbox thing that we all have to hit. I am not a robot. Capsa. <laughs> mm. mm. It's very good. Capsa. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Speaking of happy moments, people, uh, um, next week we're going to have Akil Kapisi, right? Is that yes, how, that's yes. how you pronounce the name? Yes. You. The president of Regis Cigars oh, is going to be live in Cody, person Cody. with us next week on the show. 
And our pipe tobacco is going to be special, too. We're smoking GLP's Odyssey. Ooh, nice. Very nice, uh, full-bodied English blend. Play some Assassin's Creed. Hey, English, too. Uh, no! <laughs> oh, blend no. for the English, English man. Cigar, dude. Yes. Yes, the, the Indian Englishman. Easy, man. Yes. Um, <laughs> so please make sure that if you're watching live, you subscribe to us here mm-hmm. on YouTube or Facebook. Yeah, and, that might uh, be nice. At not just Make some money. smoke at uh, on Instagram, and so that you don't ever miss a thing. Thanks for being with us tonight, people. Thank you very much, Kelly, for being with us. Kelly, good night. Guys, it was an honor. Can I ask you a question? No. You ran out of questions, remember? I want you to ask me all the questions. What do you got? Would you ever come back? Yeah. Well, she has to. She has to sing me birthday. In a yeah. freaking heartbeat. All right. Wait, when's your birthday again? The 26th, but we'll do it. Of November? Later. Yeah. Cool. Black be Friday. Be I'm going to be like, happy birthday to you. <laughs> I'm blushing already. <laughs> all right, people. Thank you for being with us. You heard it here first. (laughs) It's not just blowing smoke. (laughs) You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at not just blowing smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is not just blowing smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fat cigar.